Hey, you, you want to see something really scary? What's your favorite scary movie? I'm going to scare the hell out of you. What was living behind that boy's eyes was purely and simply evil. They're coming to get you, Barbara. When there's no more room in hell, the dead will walk here. What's blood for, if not for shedding? Welcome to Fright Night. Welcome back to Jump Scare. I'm Betty. And I'm Chad. This week, we're covering They Live with special guests, the Gear Brothers. What do these things want, and why are they here? You still don't get it, do you, boy? They have recruited the rich and the powerful. They're running the whole show. Wake up! They're all about you, all around you. Blinded us to the truth! Take a look. They are safe, as long as they are not discovered. I don't know what they are, or where they came from, but we gotta stop them. Stay away from me. Put these on. They have us. Look at them, they're everywhere! We have no other choice. I don't like this one bit. Leave it alone, man. It ain't none of my business, ain't none of yours. We have been lulled into a trance. Listen to what I'm saying to you. We're in trouble. The whole world's in trouble. Control us! You're sending some kind of signals on a TV sets. I've got one that can see. Mama don't like tattletale. Now we start spilling some blood. Let's go! Push I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick And I'm all out of bubblegum. All right, so... Well, to welcome you guys back, and we appreciate you coming back on the show. Congratulations on the release. Um, it's so funny because the Blu-ray, which came out in February, came out. It was released on my birthday. I have there's it's down for the twenty first of February. So I was like, "Happy birthday to me!" <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. awesome. Oh, that's so cool. And now you guys are on. You're streaming on Amazon. Yeah, yeah, we're yeah. About that. yeah, Blu-ray, when we came out on Blu-ray, very exciting, and um, yeah, now that uh, um, now that we're on Amazon Prime, just so pumped, uh, just that we're going to be able to be seen by so many more, more people, so we're really, really excited. Yeah, that's the great thing about Amazon, is it just really spreads the word on your stuff, you know, because there's so many people that just have that for their only service that... I know a lot of people I work with that's, you know, they just have one streaming thing anymore and they get it all through there. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's like you pay for Amazon. That's one Amazon prime. That's one thing. And then, you know, when it's on VOD, it's like you're asking for more money. So it's a little tougher to get the wider audience. So yeah, we're totally stoked. It's now it's just, as long as you have Amazon prime, it's free. Yes. (laughs) And uh, the retaliators, it's also available. I see it's on Redbox. Which is nice to have it. Uh, is it uh, is it on their streaming or is it just available on discs on Redbox? Do you know? I I think it's just on their streaming, um, where you can rent you can rent or buy it uh, through Redbox. Right, so it's VOD with them. Yeah, VOD okay. with them. So yeah, we're and then we're you know it's it's on iTunes and Vudu and and uh, 
you know, all, all, Microsoft, Xbox, it's all, all, all of the places you can buy and rent movies. That's good. Now that it's on Amazon, it's officially everywhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what we were we were hoping to get uh get to a, a big one like that, uh, to get that wide uh wide exposure. It's been great. We've been getting messages from people who are sharing it and and seeing it for the first time. So it's it yeah, it's been really exciting. All right. Well, while we have you guys here, we thought you, we would invite you into our discussion today that we're going to talk about 1988's They Live. Heck yeah. Yeah, yeah. One of my favorite Carpenter films. Oh, yeah. Well, I do have a question before we veer away. Um, what has happened, either negative or positive, from coming away from the release of the film since now we're already some time in and you guys are now out of Blu-ray and you're streaming now on um, Prime? Has there been a story that kind of like sticks out for either or? Uh, I'm still broke. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I think what's um, I, I what's what's exciting is uh, we were you know we really were able to accomplish with the film so much more than. I think we ever thought we would. I mean, getting released into... Um, well, the limited theatrical release. Was well, first, I, even you know? before the theatrical release, because oh, right. that was yeah. a pretty limited release, yeah. but just, I mean, even going back to the to the festivals, festivals yeah. and... And, and you know we we were uh we were in over 30 film festivals and and uh you know we got a ton of nominations and wins and and the movie translated in in a, just a bunch of different countries and and um you know it it was uh it, it was obviously from a from a personal standpoint it was very gratifying what we've been doing since then is uh we've been uh writing our butts off uh we are right at the end of a brand new script and what's great is because of what we were able to do with uh the retaliators um writing and and um uh, executive producing that we have built uh you know a team uh of 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 people that we worked on uh on with in making the retaliators and we've got uh you know a, a, i would say a good amount of people um very interested in uh reading and checking out the script and and talking about uh potentially working with us for the next uh project so you know our our biggest goal i would say out of this is is to try to use the retaliators to to uh, uh hopefully make another film that would be the ultimate goal and uh we're really really excited about uh this new one and, and um, that we're writing and yeah, we're just so proud of, you know, just the, the awards and accolades and, you know, the, the film festival, I mean, just the, just everything that we were able to accomplish. So uh, I think that's uh, It's really helped, helped sort of uh, solidify that for us. And also getting like, and also I just to kind of add to that too, with the, uh, you know, since the film has come out uh, on VOD and had the limited theatrical release and stuff. It's just been really fun to see um, even like just reviews come in uh, like from people that really get the film and are responding to it positively. And that's really encouraging. Um, 
because you know we we make movies that we would like to see and are fun for us but it's it's always weird to think of well are other people gonna tap into that sensibility enjoy the film as much as as we do and it's yeah it's been really encouraging to see people respond to it and you know share that sensibility so it's, it's been great yeah and it's funny after all the stages we've been through it is this release right now streaming um on amazon prime this is our biggest by without even you know i think uh, last i checked the amazon prime total users is like it's it's insanity it's like 200 million people subscribe so the the uh, potential and the sort of the potential for exposure this is really the best we've had uh is finally getting into uh the sort of mainstream streaming and and uh instead of just being in vod so i'm very excited just about yeah we're like jeff said we just we're getting fresh reviews coming in and fresh people seeing it and and uh it's been really exciting to just get a a, a new wave of of you know it, it's we're old school i collect you know we collect uh physical media and i have forever uh, but the reality we very well know is just that the way people consume these days, it's it's obviously it's streaming. It's that's just how people do it. And and I stream too. And we we both um we you know price stream. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, uh so yeah. So uh I would say we're still sort of in the in the journey right now. But uh yeah, our big takeaway is just uh, is as hopefully this, this unlocks us uh, getting to make the, uh, the next one. Now, the last time we spoke with you, you guys were kind of starting off um, writing something. Is this the same screenplay or did something else evolve from there? This, is, this might be new. I don't know. You know, uh, I'm trying to remember when, did, when that... Yeah, yeah, when did we speak with you last? When was that when exactly? Was that? Uh, it was when the Retaliators was first coming out. Uh, it was right before the theatrical. First so, coming out, so, so we've yeah. See what Jeff. So we have. Uh, so one of the uh, one of the problems Jeff and I have as writers is um, when we write, uh, we 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 have uh, we we truly have, have how we have been doing it is really just thinking about what story is moving us and what what is sort of you know uh what's the story we want to tell and then sort of you know and then just working our butt off to make it as as good as possible and and the track record we have with writing scripts we're we're very proud of we've you know uh we've never gotten bad coverage on a script we've gotten uh we've gotten on the top blacklist uh blacklist with with uh i think every script we've submitted and gotten great coverage but the but uh, a problem we definitely have is we tend to write uh, where the but we're not thinking of uh, we're not thinking of the budget, <laughs> and so so we uh, we got tasked to basically yeah so write something cheaper. We 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 uh, and, and it's not and it's not like we're right you know we're not writing uh, it's not it's like, like the new, a new Star Trek installation. Uh, no, our our go to is not a a Michael Bay you know right, insanity right. budget, but. But but we definitely sort of have been writing in this sort of eight to ten million dollar 
spot. Um, and again, it sort of is just the kind of the last thing on our minds. We're really just more focused on the piece. And so with this last one, yes, we were, because we had uh, blessed to have interest from everything uh, going on with the retaliators. And then we had key members of the retaliators team, Michael Lombardi, um, uh, obviously the star and producer, also co-director, also uh, Randy Bricker, our uh, a co-producer and, and the editor of our film. And he's a uh, you know, really a legend, a legendary horror uh, uh, editor. They really tasked us and, and then invest uh, investors and people that were uh, around that were like, listen, can you guys do something uh, in the norm in, in kind of today's era? Uh, the ballpark really is you want to the ideal is to be under three million if you're looking at, you know, doing uh, doing an, an independent horror and that's sort of the uh, um that's sort of the the sweet spot so we really had to go back to the drawing board and say so so since we talked we may have written one more um that we were really stoked on yeah. but it just budget wise it just uh you know we here's, we, the, here's the process <laughs> we, we get us we get a script done or nearly done we bring it to them and then they'd say uh if we're gonna do this right it, it is about 10 mil and then Darren would go through this phase of going, no, no, we can do it for a mill. <laughs> and then, and then I, I talked to Darren, I go, Darren, I don't think so. And then, yeah, and then, yeah. just, and then after like a week, he'd be like, okay, uh, I got a new idea. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, let's let's move on. You know? So so this was this was our... That happened a couple times. Yeah. And then we found a new we, one. We finally were able to find... That we really a, connect with. A, a, yeah, like something that for us yeah. is pretty fairly contained um yeah you know it's hard with us because our style is to take you know we talked about it last time but you know we like to take those left turns and um so the this one has the spirit that we love um it needs characters we love uh, yeah and that's the that's usually the biggest challenge you can come up with a clever story but it's like if you don't have characters in there to to really lead the whole thing yeah to the finish line it's you know it's not really worth it so yeah we're I, i'm really proud of this one yeah we're wrapping up right now it's yeah really 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 right. excited so we so i think we nailed it i think we're right in the right budget or <laughs> in the right uh budget range it was a good it was a good exercise for us because and that's the reality of writing is that there's you know you you do have to take those things into consideration um it is good to have um you know, to have that discipline, uh, it, it will come in handy. There's, there's just times when that is a factor. There's like this, there's this old, uh, great Albert Brooks joke. I'm going to butcher it, but it's something like, you know, when you, when you've made a movie and you go back down to write, it's like, okay. Uh, they were sitting in a mall, uh, at night. It's like, Oh wait, no, no, that's too expensive. I'm sitting in a mall. <laughs> no, that's too expensive. I was sitting in my room <laughs> that's the, you know, with, the, with the lamp on. Yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah. You know, so, uh, yeah. So very, very excited about, about it. We're right. We, we are, are, uh, literally at the, like, we're pretty much finished. We're just kind of putting the finishing touches. We've already done some, some drafts and gone back and forth with, uh, uh, who are, we're going to be producing it with and uh yeah so we're just about in a place where we're going to be sending it out to people and 
So we're getting we're getting really excited. We'll awesome. Yeah. Now I have to I have to ask: Is this kind of trickling into uh, is it multi level genre like the last one? Because you kind of had you know a little bit of everything in that last one, or is this one strictly one genre? Yeah, the, good good question. That's the other thing. Like I think <laughs> you know. I don't want to give away what yeah, the yeah, genre yeah. cross is. I, yeah, genre cross. I, yeah, I don't. I, I yeah, <laughs> you know, it's um. I, we, it's funny, we go, you know, we, we come up with a lot of log lines and we, we come up with a lot of ideas and we're constantly sort of writing them down and organizing them and prioritizing them. And it is funny, like, I don't think we cannot do that. You know, like, we're just so, uh, about trying to, you know, we just trying to make things interesting. So it's, it's pretty hard to do anything very straight up i think um uh at least for just our taste so yeah this has definitely got uh uh, a mashup uh for sure like if you have add you're gonna love it (laughs) okay because we both have it all right (laughs) i'll I'll tell you what's i'll tell you a big i'll tell you a big difference between um this one and 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 uh the retaliators would be there is a lot of humor in in uh in this one and there's humor in the retaliators in the absurdity you know it kicks in in the third act and sort of the uh that's the when the violence gets sort of cartoonish and over the top there is a sort of you know a humor in that and it did translate with audiences really well but this one definitely throughout has um the humor is more explicit yeah it's not as subtle or like oh you gotta have a yeah, it's sense of humor to kind of be in on it or something. It's it, it's funny. I think there's some there's some good uh, you know, there's some good sort of mystery elements, but you know, it goes into yeah, you know, we we uh we go for it. The third act gets insane, which is just sort of where we have to always go. It's just, you know, and and uh but I think there's uh, going to be there's there'll be surprises in there uh, for sure. That was the that was the goal. And uh, so far, just the, we have some trusted readers that we give our early drafts to. And uh, the early feedback has been like off the charts. So we're, we're really excited about it. Well, great. I can't wait to get to see it because I'm confident it's going to come out soon. <laughs> Thanks, <man. laughs> thank you man all right so let me ask a question first on this on they live when was the first time you remember seeing this yeah you know it's funny i i, I have a a pretty vivid memory of watching you know john carpenter movies are just sort of uh of just a part of my movie watching dna it goes back to as early as i can remember watching movies um period you know i i can remember watching halloween on cable and and just becoming obsessed with all of his films early on i want to say they live was like i rented it i would have been about 10 years old and uh, um which would have yeah so i i i can pretty vividly remember like a friday or saturday night pizza uh i think i watched it with the parents they were sort of like what the hell is this and i was uh and it 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 was an 
it was unsettling. You know, it was an unsettling movie. I remember, um, I mean, like a lot of John Carpenter, really, but They Live had its kind of has its own slot, you know, and, and it's so unique in that way. But uh, yeah, I think I was, I think it was probably like right when it came on video. What about you, Jeff? Yeah, I, you know, I was the latecomer to They Live. Oh, were you? Yeah, I, I didn't see it when I was younger. Um, I want to say, I think it was it was when we were writing one of our scripts. I got really obsessed with Escape from New York. That was another one I was late to. I saw Escape from L.A. as a kid, and I loved it. <laughs> but I, I, it wasn't until I was you did like, L.A. before New York. I did LA oh, jeez, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and I loved L.A. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Uh, but I saw when I got really obsessed with New York. I think it was I was it happened to be on Amazon or something. It was like you know what? I keep seeing all the. You know, I've seen the memes kind of a thing. And I was like, I should, I should really just sit down and watch that. And, uh, and I did, and I was, I, it just instantly became one of my top favorite John Carpenter flicks. You know, it's hard to rate them because they're all just equally amazing. I, and it, believe it or not, I still have some John Carpenter I haven't seen. Uh, Assault on Precinct. Ooh, um, you haven't done that yeah, I haven't, uh, I oh, haven't done that God. one yet. But yeah, They Live was, was one of the late ones. Um, some of the early ones for me were, of course, like Halloween, Christine. You've always been a big The Thing. Always been a huge yeah. fan of The Thing. And that's got Keith David in it, too. Yeah. So yeah. it was that really was me fun. too. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Um, but yeah. 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 It's, it's been one of my favorites ever since I saw it. Like, I think it was a couple of years ago. Wow. Know. I didn't know it was yeah, that. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. What you, Betty? When did you remember seeing it? <sighs> oh, goodness. I it's one it's like Halloween where it's like did I live before I saw those movies? <laughs> yeah, that's Halloween for me. Yeah, because I don't remember a time before Halloween. It's yeah, good. me too. I, I I I'm like racking my brain trying to think about it, but I know I just ate up obviously John Carpenter. You know what I think the best his best stuff in my opinion obviously the thing and this are my favorite halloween is my ultimate favorite but out of adaptations from things he does Mm -hmm. fantastic adaptations because he grew up with that stuff he loved it and it's just like it's just in him he just and that's what makes it fantastic because he actually like is into it he cares about the the passion comes through yeah the passion comes through yeah um off the off the subject sort of uh i yeah uh uh, just john carpenter is just um i think it's kind of it's it's it feels like it's such a given that he is the master when you're talking about cinema horror cinema when you just when you look at his um you know, his catalog from assault up to, you know, whatever. I mean, the end point is probably maybe a little debatable, but that run is just so insane. And and it's funny. It's like, I even like go back and, and even ones that I didn't remember loving as much, like I rediscover later and like recently, well, recently, because it's so fun. My daughter's at a really fun age. She's 14 and she, loves horror and and so i'm just able to start showing her stuff and i'm, right. I'm trying not to that. screw her brain up but i'm, I'm, I'm but but well, uh, her, her, one of her favorite movies is already the shining yeah so. she like fell in love with the shining immediately and i was like i could i'm like i could I, it took me a long time before i could watch the shining a lot I, when i was her you know but she yeah she loves it um but i showed her the fog 
I was going to say, was it the fog? Because he loved it. Because I was trying to, I was trying to go, okay, what's something that's not too rough? Right. Uh, and I went, oh, you know, the fog is really, gosh, it's not, it, it's a, it, it's a, it's a pretty tame movie at the end of the day. But you know what's funny? It's like when you hear, when you think of it on paper, and you go, well, it's a pirate movie, uh, it's ghost pirates, but he. It, it really the suspense uh, the 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 uh, is the classic use of his score and um i just watched that pretty recently and i just i absolutely loved it i just thought it was charming super charming from beginning to end and what's your guys's favorite you just made me think of this question but what's your guys's favorite score of john carpenter's Ooh, let's take halloween out though cuz i feel like that one's almost okay. nice. yeah that one's just that one's just up there in the clouds. It's always take it, yeah. Great. Just take, take it out. That out. The, okay. The equation because I think they live might be one of my favorite ones. It's a it's an offbeat. One. It is. Yeah. yeah. It's a really it it, it the way it plays up the entire thing. It's it's rock and roll. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, it's very different from his other stuff. It, it, it is. It, it you can tell it's Carpenter's influence on it, but it doesn't necessarily feel like him. You know, it's kind yeah. of yeah. All of his other stuff, which is great. Um, I think one of mine that I love, always loved, has been uh, Prince of Darkness. Always has a good creepy one. Oh, very creepy! That's a really great one. Very creepy. What about you? <sighs> I don't know, man. That's it's hard to say because I don't think he's really written a bad one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's definitely. I, I, I think Escape from New York I, is my you, favorite. You know, the one that just absolutely kills me. It just hits what? me on a gut level. It did as a kid. It does to this day. I don't know what it is about it. Christine. I was just going to say, can I guess? That fucking score. I just, I love Christine. I love the movie. And I just, that score. I mean, I just love it. I just, there's something so haunting about it. And um, it's got the classic kick drum and pitch. Yeah. Love it. You know, and I think Carpenter's one of those ones too, when we're talking about adapting the material. Uh, I've read the book of Christine, and I think I like his movie better than the book. It's one of those few times where you, you know, everybody yeah. says, oh, the book was better, but I think the book was a little too. It got into a little more territory of like there was an actual ghost driving the car, and yes, things, oh. and I really preferred his adaptation of it better because it made more sense that the car was just it was just evil, you know, and it, well, it, it just yeah. flowed better, you know. I did same here. I read the book uh, when I was younger. And you know, what's so cool about the movie is it's really a love story between the car and Arnie. It's really about, that's what's kind of so haunting about it is it's, is it's this, this car just doesn't want to share him with anybody else. And yeah, the ghost element really kind of isn't a part of the story. It's sort of there, but it's not. And yeah, in the book, it's a little more literal. Uh, It's been a long time since I read it, but yeah, I'm remembering that. Yeah. It was like, you could literally see the ghost of the, or the previous owner driving the car. And I'm like, that kind of takes away from it. It's yeah, just the evil car out to get you, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Sometimes less is more. Carpenter's good at giving you just enough explanation to keep you interested, but not enough that it explains it to the point that you're like, oh, okay, I understand now. Like, you start to get a little bored sometimes with the explanation in some of these movies. Yeah. Just enough. Yeah, I wish Michael would have just ended being, like, a killer. That's it. There's no more. We're not getting into, like, sequels. I wish Halloween was a standalone. It was... 
it was never going to be, even if it was up to, I mean, it was up to him, but I mean, when they're passing like the truck with the money, it's hard to be like, um, I can't, can't do another, can't do another one. Uh, Totally. Totally. I mean, I think the essence of, I think no matter what, it's like that essence of Mike, of Michael Myers that, I mean, I think if anybody thinks of the essence of Michael Myers and what makes him so scary and what, and, you know, Jeff and I were, when we were discussing a character the other day, we were sort of like looking at villains on a spectrum and we were, we put Michael Myers on there on one end and we were looking at it and it's like, you're only thinking of the first one, you know, it's like the first one is, is, uh, cause there's some fun, some of the sequels are fun and some of them, you know, I, I'd be lying if I said I didn't get sucked in sometimes to go, all right, let's go see the new one. Let's get, you get yeah. kind of, oh, definitely. you know, you get sort of, it's like, all right, it's yeah, Halloween. Well, let's go, you know, but it's like, you know, you can't, you, you, you can't, there, it's the non explanation of uh, where you just do not know why he is so, it's such a great writing lesson in, in, in that, especially well, with villains. Sort of, unexplained yeah unknown but it's terrorizing everything around you that you can't escape well you know? yet yeah, why is hannibal lecter the way he is you don't know and that's right. it makes it that much better it's like what's the m- film you learned that in <laughs> by the way not to go off what's that they do go into hannibal lecter i think they hannibal? i think they go into it a little bit but you know the but I'm, I'm just again going back to yeah. to to Sorry, yeah. you know whether it's Red Dragon Manhunter Red Dragon or or uh, Silence of the Lambs. It's like when you're just boiled down to the behavior. Yeah, that's what it is. And, and, yeah. and instead of the well, now let's get into the Freudian uh, step by step psychoanalysis. Yeah, it's like it just right. takes the piss out of it. You right, know, it's right. like yeah, well, it kind of demystifies it. Yeah. Too. But the mystery is what makes it so frightening. It's yeah. part of what makes it so frightening. Well, it's Darth yeah. Vader, right? It's yeah. like it's like Darth Vader shows up. You don't know what the fuck his. I mean, oh, I mean, he's so scary until the end, and then you're like, yeah. he's not so scary. Yeah, yeah. Because you know, he's a dad. Yeah, well, yeah. You gotta watch this. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did you just spoil that? Dude? Oh no! <laughs> come on. <laughs> I think we'll we'll slap a spoiler one. Yeah, can you can you can you please slap a spoiler sticker on this? (laughs) Come on, it's been fifty years. (laughs) Forty-five. 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 Yeah. The sequels, minus that one other director's version of it, are fine. I, I, it's like I want more, but I don't want more. But I, if there were never (laughs) another one, I'd be okay because for me, seeing it for the first time. Like, and then watching it so many times, I think like, you know, what scares me is that it's a blank face. It could be any person. This can be any yeah, person. And yeah, the well, shot, the end shot of showing like yeah. the bedroom and then the house and then the neighborhood. I just take and away like, like, where is he? Where did he go? Yeah. But not only that, but like, it could be anyone. It could be your neighbor. It could be the little boy that's next door. It could be, you know, the mom that looks happy or whatever. Anyone has the evil within them. It could be anyone. Hence for me, the face, the white face, you know, it's just blank. Well, I think too, just like you, I saw it so young 
uh, way too young to to see that and and uh it screwed with my head so bad because yeah it's that it is that uh that unexplained and then also the yeah the domesticity of it it's like it's the little boy in the neighborhood and no reason and why did he kill his sister and it's again that's that coldness of what a psychopath does it's the coldness of what a serial killer does that's what's so genius about yeah. it is that he it's it's an artistic expression of that without getting into really any of the mumbo jumbo i mean yeah. donald pleasance gives you a little bit of mumbo jumbo. there's a little bit, there's right. a little bit. as the boy you know doing it too but that's not but it's really, not a ton it's not an explanation yeah. really in, yeah. in, in fact all he's doing is saying there's no explanation yeah, for all, this yeah. all he's doing all he's doing is saying and, and really he's just pure evil well, Sorry. well, well yeah. yeah and actually he's the doctor but he's talking from a place of of emotion he's not talking from a place of right. science you know he's talking from a place of well he, you look at his eyes he, and it's a fucking it is it's a shark well you know it's like because he is he yeah. in a sense he represents the boundaries of our understanding yeah of yeah humanity. yeah yeah you know yeah. what i mean it's like he's the scientist of the mind yeah yeah he can't tell you yeah what's making this guy tick yeah you yeah, know? yeah yeah so it's now halloween just great and for me too i think as far back as i can remember i think carpenter was probably the first filmmaker that i remember seeing and going oh it's a john carpenter movie because you know the opening credits of them are so similar on so many of them and like the font even without seeing yeah you yeah. start seeing the credits and you're like oh this is a john carpenter movie you know right away just from the music at the beginning and the way the credits yeah. are going. Yeah, like Woody Allen. The font. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah the fonts, the tours, the yeah. music. And there was an there was an there was an attitude too, you know. It was like oh, yeah, totally. even when he leaned, you know, you go to big trouble in little China, yeah. you know, it's like there's just a... yeah, I, I it's really he's just so singular in that way when you just go through. But that's what's crazy, bring it back to they live. They Live is like, I mean, John Carpenter is so singular, but in his whole catalog, They Live is extremely singular yeah. in the catalog, yeah. you know? This is one of the view of his, too, that, you know, most of his movies, they take place at night. There's something yeah. happening. Most of this movie is broad daylight. They're just yeah, out in the point. sun walking around when you see all the crazy stuff happening. And, you know, that's unusual for horror movies and that kind of stuff because, you know, the dark is where all this stuff lives. But this is just right out in broad daylight saying, like, all this is happening right under your nose and you're not even seeing it. You're just walking around in the daytime and it's just happening and you don't even notice it. And that, to me, makes this extra creepy because it really is just everywhere, you know? Well, there's a genius thing that he does with that, right? Because it's, yeah, it's all daylight. But when he when he wants it to be scary it's black and white now now you're in some like 1950s yeah. sci-fi film or something and you have these decaying looking humanoids that yeah are like Ugh. you know and so i think there's something with that it yeah it's in daylight you might think it's not that scary you, on the face of it if you were just told that hey this takes place mostly in the day how's this going to be scary the fact that he uses that technique of switching to the black and white as that's what you see through the lens i i just I, yeah, I that was that. a great choice because it really it takes you out of the our reality and into what's the real reality you're seeing is actually in black and white. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I love your observation of the day, the daylight too, because it's something I, I, I've, I've just been fascinated with for a while. I, I think it's 
I love daytime horror. I yeah. love daytime thrillers. Yeah. They're well, not breakdown is like one of my favorite. Yeah. Breakdown's a yeah, phenomenal one of my favorite uh, daytime, thriller. daytime thriller. They're rare. They're, yeah, they're, they're really rare. And 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 you know, back um you know, one of the for, uh, for whatever reason it made me think of the killers, Don Don oh, Siegel. Yeah, Don the killers. That's he, when he made the yeah. killers, it was back then there wasn't really there was no, you know, they, they talked about it in sort of a noir thriller terms and he he did a, you know that was a complete proto um to to like pulp fiction yeah. and, and a lot of future Absolutely. you know michael mann and oh, yeah and it was all daylight and yeah. the critics went nuts they all came out and said what what the fuck you can't make a fucking noir a, a thriller noir in the daylight right, this doesn't right. make any sense at all it breaks all the rules like it does and, and critics just hated that element yeah. of it. And you watch it now, and it's just it's 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 flawless. It's, yeah. flawless. it's gorgeous. It's and it gives it a different di- kind of danger, you know. Yeah, and, and Tarantino. I mean, when you look at Reservoir Dogs. Oh yeah, Reservoir Dogs. You know, you know daylight and stuff. Yeah, no, it's great, great point. Uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, yeah. You know, great daylight movie. So yeah, they live kind of carries on that daylight. Yeah, horror love that. Tradition. That's yeah. a great call. And you know, like it's another one too that. Yeah, it came out in 1988, but if you watched it now and didn't tell somebody that it was made in 1988, it would be just as relevant now with all the issues it brings up about class and society, the homelessness. It would oh, gosh, just, yeah. It's the same now as it was 35 years ago, and that's yeah. another creepy part of it to me is because we've been it's been three decades since this came out, three and a half decades. Yeah. We don't feel like we've made a lot of progress in the world, you know? Well, there's a really key scene there where I, I can't remember exactly what it was, but um, I think so. I, uh, it may be the guy who was making the videos uh, who was trying to explain to them in the bunker thing, like in that secret room where they're they have one of their meetings. And he says something to the effect of like, you know, this might have been around forever. Like who like who knows how old mm. this has been going on for? Yeah. You know, like this might just be the way that things have been run for very, very as mm. long as recorded history, you know, has been going. Now, maybe not with the same, maybe not with the same methods of control, you know, with the, you know, the advancements of technology and stuff like that. But always some kind of ruling class elite aliens, you know, it's kind of reptilian in a way. Yeah. You know, that, um, you know. Well, that was it. it, it what was it, very interesting too is I love the. Uh... <clears throat> From a story, from I was thinking of it from like a writing standpoint. It's such a um, one of the cool <clears throat> features about it. You just really don't see very much, um, and it's such a great it's such a great way to start. Uh, really, just a film period, but but especially a horror sci fi. Is I love that just straight up blue uh, blue collar you know you're you're basically following a homeless guy yeah. and you're having to go through the just that the, those nuances of of how you does, know where does he sleep where does he sleep right. how does he get a job right. when, the econ- when the economy's bad and yeah. and and what you know he's got to go to a soup kitchen and he's right. got to right. and the fact that he kind of the movie takes its sweet time taking you yeah. through that minutiae that's pretty uncommon. I mean, yeah. I mean, well, it's interesting to see it because right? probably up to that time, you, I can't think of any other movie. That well, and takes how often you do you that, see it now? Right? How often yeah. would you see if 
Yeah. You think of your average most not with a tone like they live has well and and the typical you know. horror film starts in what suburbia of some kind right. it's not or like the city. happiness or something yeah. like that it's, yeah, where it's like just in, it's an interesting right. it's a very uh interesting sort of just a care you know character yeah. study way to sort of yeah. yeah and also like the theme of i i one thing that really struck out to me too which is like kind of going on the you know real you know issues that are still relevant today that were back in the 88 when it came out um uh, is the the consumerism theme right yeah and how it kind of lulls people into uh you know not wanting to take the time to i don't know take some kind of action in your life to make the world a better place or something like that um was, the consumer angle i was thinking because i just saw fight club again recently and you know a big theme of that movie too was consumerism but i don't get i when i was whenever I have conversations about they live, I usually don't hear about the comparison to fight club, but there's a really strong parallel with this theme of consumerism uh, running through both films. And then also yep. combating what the effects of consumerism on right. culture through essentially terrorism. <laughs> I mean, when you think about it, like the solution in both films is we've got to blow shit up. <laughs> like, you know, well, whether the, it's the credit card company buildings, make sure there's no one in there, you know, well, well, or, the, or, or shoot the aliens. Well, well, you know what, you know what, what, what and, and destroy the, you know, the radio tower. You the, know? the other thing that's kind of crazy too, is like, Method of control. that when you think back in 1988 and you think about keep everybody asleep, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and you think about what were they referring to? Well, they're referring essentially to, to television, right? Yeah. Yeah. And now when you right, think right. about, smartphones mm -hmm. and you think media. about social media it's worse oh way yeah. worse, worse think about yeah. social media now. i mean you, you the amount of people who yeah. can be lulled into yeah. a trance of just staying because especially think about this back then you didn't have algorithms that tracked every button you press right that right. knew exactly how to keep you locked into yeah, your device right you know it's like it's so much more yeah, sophisticated and, and there's now. a kind of paradox to it too because like the younger generations today are certainly more like politically conscientious or about social issues but uh it seems that the social media aspect of it all kind of makes it worse somehow right you know because I mean? there's so, yeah gets you still focused on the wrong things and or about info hyper focused on hyper -focused certain things on, yeah you know, yeah ripping each other apart yeah yeah it is a movie you could sit and like analyze it to fucking death yeah. like and, and look at the, how many <laughs> how many movies can you do that it's, from like 30 years ago yeah, and yeah. so relevantly totally look at today right and yeah. just go well swap this for that and do i mean it really is yeah what a what a piece of it's work a movie of its time but it's also timeless yeah yeah it is timeless and unfortunately yeah that's what makes it scary because we are more you know we're asleep more than we have ever been back yeah. in the day that was like the beginning of like you got the cell phones coming out you know right games, like <laughs> yeah yeah well that's the whole motivation behind the fight right i mean the, the yeah because he doesn't want to fight. He's struggling he doesn't want to like dude i don't want to do it it's not just i don't want to do it it's also Roddy Piper going, I need to show you, mm -hmm. like, let me fucking show you. Like, I can't, like, as much as you don't want to see this, I want to show you. Right. You know what I mean? And uh, shout out to Roddy Piper, by the way. I, I love his performance in this movie. It's oh, very, so it's very subtle. It's yeah, like, he's not, 
not he's a not a great actor, but like yeah. there's a he's very likable. You yeah, know, there, there's it's, it's <laughs> it works for what it is, right? Yeah, you know I, mean? I, 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 I like. They didn't give him more. They didn't give him more than he could handle. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. And what they gave him to handle was handled expertly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought he was. Uh, you know, I think he's he's good in in the movie. It's a little like the westerns with Eastwood, where he would ride in, and you know, he didn't have a lot of lines. He didn't do a lot of talking. He's just yeah. with no name, which is also him. You know, he's not a oh. man with no name. Uh-huh. So it's kind of like that kind of you know spaghetti western feel to it, where he just rides in. You never find out his name or much about his background. Yeah. Call. You're not that asking was, to do a lot of acting, like you said, but what he does do is great because he, he does exactly what you need. Yeah, well, that's the whole. Yeah, you're talking to. I mean, I'm a huge, huge, huge uh, Clint Eastwood fan, and and I'm a huge Charles Bronson fan. And there's, I I love understated actors uh, for that reason because I think when you put understated actors in a really good movie with a really good script and with a great with great drama and great conflict, it leaves your mind to fill in a lot. And, and rather than them sort of chewing up everything and chew, you know, you're sort of, you know, if they, if they, they sort of become a vessel for you as the audience yeah. to sort of experience things. And, and yeah, yeah, he did, he did a really, really good job. The, the other thing that's funny about the movie too, is that, uh, and I'm sure there's other movies that are an example. I guess I just can't think of, either another one that's this good uh or or one that was this well made maybe i'm just totally missing one but what other movie has the balls to basically take like it because what the movie does is it basically takes a really really all-encompassing conspiracy theory and says i'm gonna make this true right and pull no punches there's no you know it's not like it's some reveal at the end like no this is the thrust of the of the movie right right and i'm gonna go all in and and show how how this conspiracy theory actually comes to life and 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 how you're getting me really excited are you should we be writing a flat Earth movie? <laughs> <laughs> is that where you're headed, bro? I'm all fucking in. If you're the- listen, that's my. That was the exact point I was making. No, but it's called flatline, dude. But, but 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 listen. But I mean, it's it's it, not to take away not to take away from the potency of the 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 the, the messaging that's in the film and the subtext. That right, there's right. so many great things in the subtext, but it's some wild shit. There's some wild shit he's going into. But he just goes full blast. Yeah, it's full hog. And it's yeah. not like a my point is this isn't a two hundred million dollar or 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 for equivalent back in the day, this isn't some insane budget movie. Yeah, I think it, it was only made for like three mil or something. No, it can't be that low. Yeah. Was it that low? Yeah, it was, it was made for three mil. I think it made ten mil in the box in the in a North America box office. It, it, Keith David has this great story about how like the the film was like number one in the box office two weeks in a row, and then it just stopped being in theaters. And I think he was he was almost like alluding to like some <laughs> yeah. conspiracy, yeah, about some shit. Going like get that fucking film out of here, dude. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, all the elite reviewers were shitting on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah I, I love it. Like, I love it. Yeah, but the people brought the kept this movie alive. You know? Yeah, so yeah. It's movie oh, movie it's movie, obviously you know? yeah. Who does? I mean, it's just it's, sorry. Yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think this actually premiered like in the u.s on like an election night of all things 
I think November eighth. Like, yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, it came out like on an election night for like when George W. Bush was running for office. Uh, the first the original, yeah, against no, it was against uh, who was he running against? Dukakis. Yeah, Dukakis. I think that was who it was. It was I, I've of, all, you know what? The only reason I know that is because I'm thinking of Donnie Darko. By the way. <laughs> okay. No. Yeah. Eighty-eight. Eighty-eight would have been George H. Bush versus uh, George H. W. Uh, Bush. Yeah. Yeah, George H. Uh, versus yeah, uh, I. Want to say, yeah, versus Dukakis. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then, yeah, because Cl- Clinton was 92. Yeah. yeah. So that makes sense four years later. Yeah. But yeah, the, you know, it was just funny coming out from the, uh, I saw this in the theaters and coming out of the theater and turning on the radio and hearing the election results. And you're like, well, that's what they were alluding to in the movie where they're like, well, it figures it's that guy when they're looking at the screen and the guy says you know, he's running for president. You're like, I immediately was like, oh, they're talking about Bush. <laughs> you know, just right away. Right, right, <laughs> right. Wait, wait. So you saw this when you saw this film in the theater, wait, so you saw this movie in the theater when it came out? Yeah. That blows my mind. If <laughs> you saw the election results, that, that's got to be a crazy experience. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, it was. That's what, that's for me, I was... my shades, dude. You know, I got I to gotta test this guy out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy because my friend and I went to see it, and then when we came out of it, we were, got in the car and listened to the radio, and we're like, oh, Bush won the election. We're like, oh, that's crazy. <laughs> oh, dude, well, man, that's, oh, that blows my mind. Yeah, I think I was 17. Yeah, I'd have been 17 when this came out. So, yeah. Okay. Wow. Dude, that's so cool. Yeah, there's so many movies, especially John Carpenter classics that, like, I wish I could have been able to see as they were coming out. You know, this might have been his first movie. one that I saw in the theaters, too, because the first one I was old enough to get into on my own, you know? Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Because, uh, you know, where I live, they were not letting you into a horror movie if you were not, if you didn't have the ID, you weren't getting <laughs> <laughs> oh, I remember those days. Yeah, it yeah, it sucked. You had to try and sneak in for me. Yeah, I couldn't see. You know, it was really hard to see R-rated movies until uh, I was older, which was a total bummer. Because um, basically, my brother raised me on movies, so all the movies he says he was too young to see or whatever, I was watching them way too young. Uh, <laughs> You're watching them even course, younger. Yeah, exactly. So I, I definitely wanted to get into a ton of R-rated films as a kid, but yeah. Um, Oh man, I was just thinking about um Shit, I lost my train of thought. I'm <laughs> well, but um Riley Piper's character Nada, you know, at the beginning he's so optimistic about the future. He believes in America, you know, he's a hardworking guy just trying to make it through. And then he stumbles across, you know, these sunglasses that forever change his life. Mm-hmm. And the, the the short because he dies at the end, right? We're gonna just no spoiler alert. I want to remain hopeful and be like, okay, maybe it wasn't that serious because we obviously know that Keith David, he's de- he's definitely dead. He's not coming back. Um, but, but, you know, I'm like, oh, maybe he maybe he does live. Yeah, he's always hope- you always want to hope because it, this yeah. was one of those ones you always kind of hope for a sequel for, but it just yeah. it never really happened. But I don't know. Did we need a sequel? I, I feel like, I, yeah, I feel like do we need one? <laughs> it's, tough with, it's, tough with it's tough with sequels. I mean, some people can really pull them off. I mean, I mean, look, Terminator had a sequel, but if you go back to Terminator, the first one, it it, it does seem like, well, where do you go? Like the villain's dead. He was a robot. Do we just bring another robot back? And they did, but they they figured out a way to kind of twist it to make it interesting again. You know, but I don't know if that works for every film. You know, it's like. I don't know. I, I, I wouldn't. I've always felt like They Live would be a good one that would could translate into a TV series well. 
that's a good like a different adaptation yeah, yeah I especially especially now where they're not expecting every tv series to be 22 episodes where uh, you can do something on cable that's like seven or eight episodes if you could do this as a like a maybe like a two or three season thing with like eight episodes a season that'd be amazing would be oh, you're yeah you're you guys are on to something with that one because yeah if they made a day live television adaptation i i would definitely be eating that up i i'd want john carpenter involved though don't be giving me no like yeah don't don't hand it to someone else let him be in charge of it but i yeah, at least let him executive you know be the yeah he can do it from his couch yeah he's yeah, he right now he's directing couch. stuff from his couch now so like <laughs> you know if he can do awesome. it then let him do it <laughs> yeah it'd be great to see this because you could explore more parts of the country you could you know show him maybe oh. be in different areas and yeah, maybe in different parts of the world show on it, like how it's, you know, how this, how are they doing things overseas? So, okay. So then you bring, oh, bro, and you bring Keith David back. Oh, yeah. Oh, hell yeah. You bring Keith David back. I, but is he oh. like, oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. We got I, mean, I know you said that. Well, yeah. Cause it's an adaptation. Well, yeah. I don't, so yeah. Maybe that doesn't work. He's alive again. I just got excited. <laughs> <laughs> we'll figure it out. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or he has a brother. Who knows? The, the old, the old brother card. <laughs> Sorry, the old, the old brother up. trick. The old, brother, the old twin brother, long lost twin brother, come to event. <laughs> yeah, that always that always works. But then he Speaking has of- the alien hate, you know. He's yeah. like, ah, oh, you killed my brother, you know, that kind of thing. Um, a time machine involved or something. Yeah. Well, Keith David's character Frank, he's the opposite. He's like, this is bullshit. Like it's a class system yeah. where they don't give a damn about us, and they kind of like meet in the middle because. He was right, and 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 the the whole. This is my thing. It's like already knows everything is messed up. Nada, and now he's making a decision to like fight back and take back like the America that in his mind he's like grown to love and like want to like do better for, like to be better a part of the system. You know, he's he's so optimistic. <laughs> Yeah, well, and well, that well, fight, yeah. the good, you know, fighting the good, fighting for those that can't fight for themselves and just doing it, you know, he just takes it on. And it, yeah, he totally dies because he, he has to be, a, he's a hero. That's the hero's plight, you know? The, the, yeah, the, yeah. The greater good. Yep. Yeah, yeah the, the, the sacrificial lamb kind of, well, I don't know if it's a lamb, like a sacrificial lion, but. <laughs> but the yeah, movie has some fantastic martyr, one-liners too. Oh yeah, the one-liners oh, we have in this movie just live. It's got the greatest of all time. Well, yeah, the little bubble bubble gum. gum. I yeah. mean, that's there's some stuff. other great ones though too. Uh, what was one? It's, it's a, a, a life's yeah. a bitch. And there's a, they have taken the hearts and minds of our leaders. <laughs> oh yeah, where he says life's a bitch and she's in heat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> life's a bitch and she's in heat. <laughs> you guys went straight for like the like the hilarious, awesome one liners, and, and mine is fucking serious. I'm like, oh, it's the heart of it. <laughs> the priest when he's when he first sees the priest and he's saying you know the whole spiel and he has they have taken the hearts and minds of our leaders. The one that's like on yeah. the they—they are dismantling the ruling, uh, the, the middle class. The middle class. And I'm yeah. like, damn. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, the, the, yeah. The, the preacher he lays it all out, right? The preacher gives you the whole—he's he, giving you what's happening, what's been happening behind the curtain, you know. You know how ironic it's the blind guy who's seen everything. The blind guy, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah it's great, rich yeah. irony there. Yeah, I can't even... need to. Yeah, he doesn't need to see it. Well, yeah. and that also brings up another thing too. It's like I was thinking to myself as I was watching it. 
uh, again, um, like what, it, this was the first time I, I ever thought about this while watching it was like, okay, if I was really given these glasses, I have come here to chew bubble gum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubble gum. All right, sweet. Yeah, well, just a little tidbit. We got um, interrupted by them. <laughs> um, our computer went out, the power died, and you guys had a little incident too, right? Yeah, yeah. our power went out as well. <laughs> so. Simultaneously. <laughs> Yeah, almost I the, mean, at the same time. Across the country. <laughs> across the country. I love it. So yeah. yeah uh, I think Keith David might have been right when on the disc when he said they shut the movie down because they was too accurate. They heard us talking about this for too long. <laughs> yeah, ex- dude, totally. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, Keith David. Um, oh, he, I can't remember exactly where I was at uh, when, when it cut off now that I think of it. It was leading up to... Um, Oh, right. So the glasses, what I love about the device of the glasses is it's, it's sort of like, if you think about what's going on in society, like, let's say there is a kind of, um, I don't know, like a uh, manufacturer of consent or something like that, you know, it takes a long time to explain something to somebody that there's some conspiracy going on, even if it's systematic, especially if it's systematic, because then you have to explain the system, how the system works and, it, people's interests and how they get served it take it, and a lot of people don't have a lot of time for that and what's great about the glasses is it's like you're just gonna see it there's no you know what i mean you don't have to in, even intellectualize it at all yeah. it's just you put on the fucking glasses and it's right there in front of you and if you remember in the church scene he's like man like it's hard like we're trying to get people but it's you know it's it's a difficult thing to do this on the ground, just trying to explain stuff to people in other words. So like, yeah, you almost wish that in like, say like a political, political activism, you just had glasses that were like, here, put these on. Put these on. <laughs> You'll see what's really going on, you know? Right. Right. So it's a great device. But then I kind of, I kind of pushed back a little to that when I was thinking about it. Cause I was like, well, if you put those on, maybe you think like someone's playing a weird trick on you. You know what I mean? <laughs> maybe you don't yeah. see it right away. It's like, like what drugs did I just take? You know? Yeah, these glasses laced with something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I can imagine. Oh yeah, but, I couldn't imagine. Like it's weird enough. Just like I said, even uh, we were talking about a place here in Orlando that has a uh, they live exhibit set up, and it's so yeah. weird. When you pick up the the glasses and put them on, look at their TV, and you can see something under the static, it's just the, one of those moments where you're like, "This would really be what it would be like to see that." It's really amazing, and uh, they, uh, yeah. they did a job with their display. Was it really brings yeah, it? yeah, that's and that's that's in uh, that's in Orlando, right? Yeah, in Orlando, it's a place called Atomic Horror. We might have to be taking a trip out to Orlando, dude. Hell yeah! Get some <laughs> Disney World, catch a catch a Magic game. <laughs> i'll see the old casey anthony house i'm just kidding <laughs> oh. Oh. where she used to work i'm just kidding <laughs> do the true crime yeah, florida <laughs> sorry that was important days <laughs> facts can't even not even mad yeah <laughs> sad but true <laughs> Jeez, freaking case. Can we just talk about her bleeding the authorities through the Universal Park and then, uh, like, 20 minutes into the walk, turning around, going, I lied. 
I'm sorry. I actually don't work here. What it's, the it's fuck? One of the craziest <laughs> fucking stories. I mean, uh, the craziest, it, dude. It was one of the craziest stories I've oh ever heard. Oh my gosh. It, I'll always remember it because the verdict was read on my birthday. It was July 5th when they, oh, they read the verdict okay. out for it. And I was like, dude, they better be putting her down, dude. And when she came out innocent, I was like, man. That's crazy. That's another one of those things. Watch, you remember seeing it? Like I remember seeing the OJ verdict. I was at work, and everybody went into the break room to watch the TV to see what it was. Yeah. Well, he's going to jail. It's like, oh no, he's not. He's going free right now. Okay. Yep. Yep. Gosh, man. I remember where I was, but I wasn't. I was like a little kid, and we were talking about our parents talking about it, more of a thing, you know. But yeah, that was pretty momentous too. I, I, Casey Anthony was more about Nancy. What was her name? Nancy Grace or yeah. <laughs> remember that she was that thing. pundit? Yeah. yeah, she was like following it. Yeah, she was following through. that story for a long time. And I, I haven't <laughs> heard about Nancy Grace in forever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, bro. yeah, she kind of oh, fell yeah. off. Huh? I thought she was going to be like the new Doctor Phil, but she yeah, she just dipped out. Yeah, she just vanished one day, and that was it. Yeah, because Doctor Phil's still going strong. <laughs> <laughs> He was just on Bill Maher. <laughs> so would you guys like to see this film remade? Good question. John um, Carpenter is not involved. He's he's take he's taken out. He's gonna sit this one out. Okay. Okay, we sit this one out. Well, it kind of just depends on who the director is, I guess. Who's like who's the creative force behind it? I just, could you imagine somebody doing it? Because it's gotta have that like Here's the one thing I wouldn't want to miss. I wouldn't want to miss that kind of B-moviness that runs pro- in it. But see, that's you know? the problem, is that that part would all be gone. Yeah. And it would be... They'd make it too... You know, it's yeah. like... <clears throat> they make it almost too visceral. Like, Well, it's like when they remade... The word, but you know what I mean? When they remade Realistic. Total Recall. And I remember going... Total Recall. I'm like, why the fuck would you make remake Total Recall? And then I was like, well, I mean, with sci-fi, you get a little tempted in your head because you go, well, maybe things with technology, technology. will look better. But, you know, you, you watch five minutes of Total Recall remake <laughs> and you turn it off because it's like all of the fun yeah. and the cheese and the charm of the ni- 1990 version yeah. it's just gone and it's all slick and it's all and it's just it's it's just i don't know i think you would just i'm pretty harsh on remakes i mean i know most people are it's not that that original of a thought i just uh and i just uh <sighs> I, uh, there's ex- and you know it's weird there's exceptions to the rule yeah, for like, me I feel- and i don't know why it yeah. is like uh, 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 here's a big one the, the hills have eyes right right like i love the hills have eyes remake and so why is that one different i don't right uh, you know and it's that's wes craven it's it's another master but you think um, maybe like sam raimi or somebody could do it like somebody who's got that comedic sensibility at the same time that action horror sensibility too it's like you need all those sensibilities to make sense for this director you know um kind of thing but Oh no! Speaking of Sam Raimi, did you guys see uh, Evil Dead Rise? Hell yes! I, yeah, like I, I love. Yeah, I loved it. Right? Yeah, Darren told me to see it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I was lo- blown out of the water. <laughs> I, I was too, and it was, um, it was like, it was exactly what I needed to watch to 
inspirationally for the new the new one we're writing. It's our movie is not um Evil Dead is just such a big influence for us. It's sort of a thread in our stuff. Yeah. Um it, it it's it's subtle. It's a subtle thread in in the movie, but um what was just such a what was uh, what, what just really blew me away was the story was very simple the as they always are of course with evil dead movies um the makeup uh, effects super minimal and it was all in the performance mm-hmm. of i mean that main uh that main woman uh i mean she just oh my god i mean i i feel like it was like a tour de force performance yeah, i mean she was amazing in that movie i mean i was like this is where you just go there's no justice because horror never gets recognized in any sort of yeah she should be fucking up for awards for that performance because that i I mean it's just i don't know she just really blew me away i felt like because what was so great and refreshing was it wasn't cgi it wasn't insane uh, makeup the makeup was great but it was her performance it yeah. was her body language it was her i don't know i just really i was really taken with her uh her work as an actor in that movie yeah she did a great job yeah i i gotta tell you i i need to see it again and i'll tell you oh you had a shitty theater experience i had a, vi- oh, I had a very right. bad dude i got this is the first time i've ever in a movie theater have barked at kids <laughs> i fucking barked dude I, 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 it was funny because I'm, the grumpy, I'm, I'm there with my girlfriend yeah. and we're, we're, we're there. We're sitting, we're sitting in our seats and it's like, you had the nightmare. Though. As soon as the, the theaters, as soon as the previews end, three teenage, like three, four teenagers come in and I'm, and I, I went to my girlfriend. I said, fucking teenagers, but I was joking around. We just kind of laughed. And I was like, I'm just kidding. I was like, but no, I, I, that joke was a complete true premonition. As soon as they're giggling, making noises, talking, there was flashes going off, like they're taking pictures. Oh. And and that whole intro was so moody and aesthetically oh. beautiful. And I and oh. I can't get in it. And it's pissing me off. And, and at one point a, a flash goes off and they start giggling <laughs> like and I go, I go, Hey, can you guys cut it out? <laughs> and my dude, I looked over at my girlfriend and she was like coward, like Oh shit! I don't like. I don't want to get killed by these kids or whatever. And uh, then they kind of shut up for five minutes, but then they started back up, and it was like. It, and then they were like making jokes. Like there's a stat scene where uh, one of the characters gets like a. Oh, I don't want to give anything too much away, but somebody gets something shoved down their throat. I don't think that's given too oh, much yeah, away. Great. And one of them goes, "Yo, the, the the king of deep throat," or or like he's the king of deep throat or something. Oh boy! Like, and I was like, dude, really? And like it just, they were just trying to make everybody laugh, but none of the jokes were funny. See, you know, I just, it's been a long time since I truly have had a bad, bad theater experience like that. I just fucking bail. I, I'm not gonna. I can't I just, do it. I know. I could. I I sat through. I recently went and saw Titanic 3D uh, twice, but well, one and a half because the first time, same. It wasn't that situation. It was really loud families. Like, you know, they're coming in like 30 minutes into the flick with like pizza boxes and like, you know, <laughs> candy. And I'm like, come on, dude. It's like, I can't, I, how am I supposed to immerse myself into this? See, I, can, I, can ignore, I can ignore that. Yeah, yeah. I can't fucking ignore 
if you're talking, the talking, and, cracking and from, jokes. Well, if you're just not into, the they're movie. not into the film. Yeah, yeah. That, that's, that's that was what was annoying me is that they yeah. weren't even responding to the film. Yeah, yeah. but the, and, and the families, to be fair, like, look, I get it. You want to take yeah. your kids out to see films. <laughs> yeah. I get that. I wasn't mad at them, but I was pissed at those you kids. Need, you need to see it. <laughs> you need to see it again. Un, yeah, unperturbed because yeah. It's fucking great. I mean, it's just as an experience. Yeah. It's just, it, you know, it's an evil, it's evil, yeah. de- it's an evil dad. I mean, oh, and by the way, just real quick, I, I, I thought that these kids behind me, I literally thought that they were like maybe 18, 19. At the end of the movie, where me and my girlfriend were outside looking around, dude, these were like 13 year old kids. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? I was like, I never even in this movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. How, how'd they let you in, man? Yeah. But was I wasn't that pissed. But in the moment I was, I cooled down pretty quickly. But yeah, it was pretty funny. They I got to see it again. They ruined the title card for you. That was it. Yeah. I know, but that's my favorite the part title, of movies. Well, that's like was, my favorite in movies. Well, and that fucking and title card sequence was the shit. That oh, was an amazing title God. card sequence. Like I, I live for title cards. That good in a long time. <laughs> when I when I first saw The Conjuring, I didn't know what I was going into. Okay. And when I went and saw that, I remember seeing, I remember vividly seeing it with my sister at like a dollar theater. And I, I didn't, I just thought I was watching what, like a whatever horror movie. I, I didn't read any of the hype going into it or anything. And as soon as that title card came up, dude, oh my God, I was like, okay, this is already my favorite movie right now. Like, I don't even need to watch the rest of this movie. Everything they just established in this first five minutes is, it, it, it just, you know, the rest is going to be amazing. Because of a great title card sequence, you know. Yeah, titles. And we tried. It, we and we tried to do that with the retaliators. I think we did a pretty good, damn good yeah. job. Yeah. With the, for for the, the opening important. one and the ending one. It's yeah. important. Yeah, the Evil Dead Rise intro yeah. is the shit. I mean, her coming out of the water. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's yeah. That was amazing. And then it's a wrap around. I mean, there was a lot of things going. On. I was just like, wrap <laughs> wrap around. Wrap around. <laughs> I mean, so good. So good. Okay. It, yeah, I loved it. But, but way better than that last one. I did not care for that. <laughs> but I, oh, I, you didn't like the uh, two two thousand thirteen one? I did not like that one. No. Oh, oh, spicy take over here. Spicy take. Okay. <laughs> and I saw it for a dollar. Okay. <laughs> and I don't okay. know if it was the you dollar that I paid or the sticky floor that literally was like you can hear like the. <laughs> Like, oh okay so sticky and the chairs were like rock hard it was just a the whole experience but as soon as that film started i could not stop laughing i don't know what it was i was of sound mind i wow. was just popcorn and coke and just i couldn't get it i just i was not into it at all and this and i didn't even want to see this one i was like ah not another movie like they're not gonna be good and and then i saw it and i was like oh shit this was pretty good <laughs> Oh, that's cool. That's a that's a cool uh, perspective Boy, it, on that because I, I mean, I was terrified when I saw that in theaters. But I guess I guess that just means you're demented. And <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know what if I just recently we re- rewatched it because I saw it like when it you know when it came to the dollar theater when I yeah. when I saw the the two thousand whatever two whenever it came out one and I saw it forgot all about it I was just, I erased it from my memory. And then I saw Evil Dead Rise, and then we went back and watched the originals. And then I was like, okay, fuck it. I'm just going to go through the journey and watch this again. Like, here goes another two hours of my life that may be wasted. And I was like, okay, I'm glad that I watched it again. It's not as bad as I remembered it. 
but I mm. still didn't care for the adaptation of it. I don't. I I think it was the whole like addiction part, and then like the revival in the end. I I don't know what it is. It's just something just didn't. Yeah. Really, but I do really love the hills have eyes. <laughs> Yeah, Darren, yeah. you dropped that one earlier. Yeah, because yeah, that's a that's a really good remake. I fucking love yeah. that remake. And Me you know, the, you know what the answer might be? Here's what it might be: the guy that remade it is a f- young, uh, younger than Wes oh, Craven, yeah, yeah, obviously yeah, yeah, Wes Craven, yeah. Rest in Peace. Yeah. But he's a fucking new master because yeah. that's Ajay. High tension. And, and, well, yeah, high tension. I mean, he's got a yeah. lot of, uh, he's got a, a lot, lot of great stuff. Uh, great stuff under his belt. Maybe mirrors. that's... Oh, mirrors, dude. Mirrors, but he did uh, 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 Crawl. Yeah, Crawl. Crawl. Uh, yeah. You know, he's got a lot uh, that he did. So maybe that's the difference is it just has to go... That's what I was kind of suggesting with the, they live. I mean, I think if you... There's a way to find the right creative team behind it. It's just... It's, I think what makes it, here's the thing when you got a huge studio behind it, you think like you could get anybody. Right. So why wouldn't they get the best? But sometimes it's like, but no, but then people have favors they need to give. They got to scratch this back or they, they're trying to get on this, you know, trend at the, and so then it'll get into the wrong hands, you know? So it's just one of those things like I wouldn't be totally opposed to it, but I might have my own thoughts on it once i heard who was the creative team behind it speaking of new john carpenter uh so announced today in in uh in honor of our uh of this podcast did you guys see what was announced in the john carpenter universe that's coming out in 2024 no we've been a little out of touch today bloody disgusting announced john carpenter's a a video game is coming to all consoles and pc called john carpenter's toxic commando and it's a here let me let me let me let me read the description (laughs) i I saw this today and i went whoa that's cool usually up on the video game news i didn't even hear i just saw this on uh uh bloody disgusting today here let me let me uh let me read it to you i was like oh that sounds fucking sick um just announced during summer game fest brand new original horror video game John Carpenter's Toxic Commando will release in 2024. Uh, it says watch the trailer on bloodydisgusting.com now. So I haven't watched it yet. It says, a sci- listen to how badass this sounds. A science experiment to extract power from the Earth's core goes horribly wrong, waking the so-called sludge god, <laughs> an entity capable of transforming people into zombies. It's a... Uh, First person shooter game. <laughs> Dude. So yeah. That's that's freaking awesome. Yeah, that yeah. that sounds like that'll be a lot of fun. Yeah. Well he's never put out a video game, right? Oh, I don't no. think ever, huh? God, that's a good question. Um Not that I can remember. No, never has. Yeah, now that I'm thinking about it. But I don't think he's ever put one out. No, I don't think he has. Not where he's putting his name in the title. And what's crazy is they did so many in the 90s, like with Nintendo and Super Nintendo. Like Super Nintendo was like every movie that came out was like, 
we're getting a video game for it. <laughs> you know, like yeah. that's why all the Arnie movies have video well, games, especially and for Stallone's, him, James Cameron. For him to do his John Carpenter's in yeah, the title, it's got this. That's pretty pretty badass. And Toxic Commando sounds uh, very eighties. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <that's laughs> love it. Yeah, that sounds like definitely something he would love. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Okay, so bringing it back around to They Live. Uh, what would you say you're like when you're watching the movie? What is the part that you look forward to most? What's your favorite part of the movie? I got to be real, man. I know it's cliche. I know it's probably everybody else's, but I don't care. Fight scene. It's the fight scene. Dude. Yeah. Because I feel like I notice something different about it every time. Because yeah. it's the way that it's the way it's choreographed. It just blows my freaking mind how yeah. engaging it can be and be five and a half minutes long of just two dudes. Because it's not just two dudes duking out. Part of it is that they're friends. Yeah, you know what I mean, and it's like the culmination yeah. of this. Like, I need to show you. I kind of talked about that before, but like, well, yeah. and I and I think you know like it comes to a head right there. All that drama. That's the bummer about you not seeing it as a kid. Yeah, yeah. Because seeing it young, it had a that scene had like an impact on me too. Because it was kind of like, whoa, they are friends, and yet they're go they're fucking going <laughs> for it for right, right. for five minutes, and also having never seen a fight scene go on that long. Yeah. Yeah. I just remember it. I just, it's one of those scenes that it just it stuck with me so intensely as a kid. I just never, yeah. so yeah, I always look forward to it. Yeah. I always am like, Oh, here it comes here. The knee to the, to the balls. Yeah. yeah like yeah. over and over again. It's like, each time, like, how do you even walk away from that? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. You know, and it's the screams yeah. when they're biting. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's so great. So great. So, yeah. yeah, it's a little cliche, but, yeah, that's mine. I'd have to say the same. What about you guys? Uh, if I think for me, it's when he, he first puts on the glasses and first realizes what the world is. And he's mm. around seeing all the, you know, the crazy people in the magazines stumbling through the grocery store. And, Gosh. You know, they had to like re, they had to build that whole grocery store and just stock it with everything with a white label with one of the, you know, black letters on it with the, you know, consume, obey or whatever. And, you know, yeah. no CGI at the time. So they just actually had to redo that whole store and film everything once, go him going through it where you were seeing it normal. And then once with everything with the, you know, in the black and white where you're seeing it through the glasses and see all that. So to me, it's always great that, you know, they just built two grocery stores and completely stocked them with everything. And he's just roaming through it, seeing all the crazy shit and being freaked out and trying to explain it. And people are just looking at him like he's nuts. You know, I couldn't imagine being in that. And you're trying to explain to people. They're just like, what? No, shut up. Get out of here. Because we've all had that crazy guy at the store trying to talk about something that you're like, yeah, I just want to buy my milk and go. And <laughs> you realize yeah. From the other side, you're like, oh, maybe I should listen to that guy. <laughs> <laughs> He's trying to tell me. Yeah. I should probably listen to him. Yeah. Well, but, I love, I love yeah. your point. I love your point there too. Also, because as we've talked about before, I just we love and I love tonal shifts. I love when movies just boop. You're just going in, and now you're in a new. You're just going in a different direction. And the second he puts those glasses on that movie just told everything you've watched up to that point. Now all of the tone just shifts. Everything completely right. becomes, it just becomes a different uh, journey and a different feel. The whole movie takes on a different feel at that point. And so, right. yeah, great call. That's a fucking great moment. Yeah. 
it's 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 really like his red pill moment you know what I yeah mean? Like, yeah oh man the first it's like neo coming out yeah, of the yeah it's great coming out of the tube you know yeah would you mine's combined it's it's the scene in the grocery uh store with the rich lady you know and oh, then yeah. she's like yeah. rats him out it's like i have one that can see it's like oh shit uh, oh, love it yeah you learn that like what you yeah. think yeah. Like, you know, when they on, then they all just start walking towards him with the, yeah, giving the description, yeah. you know, Caucasian male. You're like, oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They can see yeah. you see them. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not just that you get to see them. It's uh, they can see you see them, you know? Like, don't be so obvious. Nada. <laughs> Keep it on the DL. Like, <laughs> I, know, I, I think that's the same thing when I watch that. Yeah, yeah. Like, bro, come on. <laughs> But he was like, but not putting up with it. He's like, of course it's this shit. Like that's what he says. He's like it's, of course it's this. You know, like <laughs> yeah, out of everything. But what's wild is like that whole take on alien invasion. Like when I think of alien invasion movies, I like the first one that comes to mind is not They Live. You know, because it's right. it's subtle. It's not yeah. aggressive takeover like mm-hmm. anal probe. You know, kind yeah. of thing. It's, right more on a psychological like enslavement level you know kind of like yeah. King Kang, like right from the simpsons like yeah they're not coming down to enslave even like the matrix it kind of reminds me of the matrix in that way too because when you think of alien invasion i don't think of the matrix but mm-hmm. that is an alien takeover of the well, human race <laughs> you know what i mean well, my, a top and then they imprison us and we don't know we're imprisoned you know an absolute top 10 uh uh for for me all time favorite movie is uh um the the uh invasion of the Kaufman's um invasion of the body snatchers um Donald Sutherland and Donald Sutherland and Leonard Nimoy Jeff Jeff Goldblum and that's another example of a sort of of a sort of psychological, I mean, it, they take it more. I mean, it, uh, it actually, there's some similar. Uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised. I would it was not, an inspiration. I, think. I, I bet yeah. it would. I yeah. bet it's, it was an inspiration for sure because there is some actually some similarities. Yeah. Um, that is definitely just absolutely. I mean, and it's that paranoia thing, and it's the the conspiracy thing, and it's the feeling alone yeah. when the other the other people are. Being, but yeah, there is, there is, uh, to your point, that slow invasion, that creeping invasion, the invasion from the inside is so much more fucking interesting. Right. And so, so, uh, it, it's just great. It's just a great well, way to do it. It's, it's the invasion of like, it's already happened. It's not yeah. like Invasion of the Body Snatchers is what's cool about that movie is you see it from ground zero. Yeah. You, and you see you it see spread. It. You're and, right. Right. You know, and then you have the irony of the guy who works at the food business, you know, yeah, you know yeah, all yeah. Like, but with, with this, with they live, it's got that parallel with the matrix that it's, you, you wake up as the audience and these characters in the, in the in, prison in the, yeah, that's in, already yeah. been crafted by yeah, the, aliens. the aliens. Yeah. You know what I mean? And now it's, it is very matrix in that way. You know what right. I mean? Yeah. yeah. So well, it's kind of a cross between the matrix and, and the body statues in that way. Yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah. yeah, very thematically rich that way. And, and just as thematically rich as The Matrix. I mean, there's like whole like philosophy classes on The Matrix. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like in yeah. political books and, you know, 
and even offshoots in like weird subcultures, you know, the, the yeah. red pill cultures and shit like that. You know, it's, it's just one of those things that just, it taps into everything to do with the world isn't as you see it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, you know, you got to wake up, wake up America. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Cause you have that both the fifties and sixties, you know, stories, you know, you have the fifties, the body snatchers, you know, and, and then, then later on the short story, uh, eight o'clock in the morning, you know, and then it's like, in those same scenarios in that time frame, like the paranoia was very high. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. would be a communist, or that yeah, your neighbor that would be scared the shit out of people. people. Yeah, yeah, a lot, so of paranoia. yeah. a lot of paranoia. Yeah, and it was it was the and paranoia yeah. from the inside. Yeah, right. Yeah, it, it was the slow invasion, and right there is a, I, I think cinematically, yeah, on or one, you're already in it. And you just haven't yeah. realized it. Yeah. And I think, yeah. yeah, on one hand, you have you have Independence Day, and that's a certain style of movie. For me, yeah, I'll take up They Live, a Body Snatchers, uh, you know, all Matrix, day, like yeah. that kind of, just that a little more cerebral. And, right, right. Yeah, know. Independence Day isn't cerebral that way. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, no. It's, it's just they come in and, yeah, and then we blow shit yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because it's the earth. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> the they um I wasn't say the thing they live is like a sign of the times like right? it's in the 80s you know consumerism is just blowing up you know everyone is just it's all about the access and the luxury you have that what that rag that riches uh show what was the name of the show oh lifestyle rich and famous yeah lifestyle rich and famous yeah. I right, right. That, like every i think it was like on a sunday or thursday or something he he was like in front of the tv like watching that all the time well, and this, this movie came out the same year as well, that movie Wall Street too, where you have the famous speech oh, about greed is yeah. good, and you know, yeah. you want to do greed, you want to make all the money, and it's like they're yeah. saying the same thing, but from very different, you know, they're coming from very different spots, but they're both saying the same thing. Yeah, like, consumerism has taken over the country, and people are so shallow they just do whatever they can to make money, and they don't care, you know? Right, right. Yeah, well, yeah, the lulling, the lulling with consumer goods so that you just let the elites run the show you know what i mean and uh without even really knowing that you're letting them run the show it's like you don't even have enough time to think about it you know that's what he says it's aliens and one movie just says it's us but they're both (laughs) (laughs) right um they live um up there oh actually we're this for the next i want to say probably like Last month, this month, and probably the next two months, we're yeah. doing a series. Uh, it's called Aliens of 88, and we're discussing all the films that came out in that time. Um, we've already done... Killer Clowns from Outer Space. We did that last week. This now one we're doing be, They yeah, Live. This will be They Live. Then we're going to be doing The Blob and uh, Phantasm 2 as well, because all of those came out in 1988 and all had... You know, they were all aliens, but they were all very different types of alien invasions. So it's what kind of appealed to us. It was all, they're all aliens coming to Earth to take over, but they're all doing it in very different ways. Sick. Yeah, yeah that's that, awesome. That's yeah, really cool. So I don't know about Phantasm, man. I don't, I don't. <laughs> okay, the first one. We'll, I, we'll get to Phantasm 2. That's the one we're going to be Phantasm covering. Phantasm 2, Phantasm yes. 2. That's the one that I love. Uh, the rest of them are all right. But number two for that one was always the oh, one that, no. that got to me. That's a journey for me. That's a that's a big <laughs> journey. Uh, I love it. Love the journey, but it's like, oh, my mind's exploding. I don't know what to think right now. 
I think I've only ever seen Phantasm one. I don't think I ever saw two. Of all the movies, I actually think two is one that you can watch without having seen the first one and catch on to what's going on. Oh, okay. Yeah, you know, there's it a, has a good re- recap. Yeah, there's a good little recap at the beginning for it because it's been so long mm-hmm. since the original. But it does a good job of catching you up and then throwing you into the action. So I've, that one's always been my favorite of the uh, of all of them. It's worth a watch. I'm looking. I, wait, are you are you guys saying Phantasm or or Phantoms with Ben Affleck? <laughs> <laughs> I've seen I've seen Phantoms. <laughs> well, Phantoms is well known to be the greatest movie ever made. He apparently. was the yeah. 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 <laughs> I love Phantoms. <laughs> Why is it that poor Dean Koontz has so many terrible adaptions of his work? And there's, there's so, he's written so many books and they've adapted so few and almost all of them have been terrible. I, I, really, I loved, I loved must, reading his books too must, when must, I was a kid. I loved reading his books. I mean, he's, I'm sure he's, <laughs> I'm sure he's cried all the way to his, uh, <laughs> to, to his, to his Hamptons uh, mansions. Yeah, but, yeah. but boy, he must, he must have, so many times sat there and just been like, he's a wild motherfucker. They... Stephen King, <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. It, Stephen King just shits out a short story and it just gets adapted ten times, <laughs> and like, I can't get one motherfucker adapted. Like, I mean, it's all it, Thunder Mountain is my shining. Uh, <laughs> well, I guess the closest thing he got to yeah, he anything get? would have been The Watcher, right? Is that the closest thing to quality that he had? I mean, it's not I, even that good, but it's the that's the Corey Haim Corey Haim movie. I didn't see it. I think I've seen uh, several of his, and I think the only one of his that really came out pretty good is one called Servants of Twilight. It was a low budget one from the early '80s, maybe like '84, '85. It's pretty decent, even if you didn't know it was based off one of his books. If you watch it, it's pretty decent. It's a little <laughs> kind of a riff on the Omen, but it's it's pretty good. Okay, uh, I'll check that out. Yeah, yeah, I used to read Dean Koontz. Yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah, he was cool. He was cool. It's available it's uh, around. Uh, it's it's not bad. It's it's very it's a different take on things. It's the you know this uh, group just shows up at the woman's house and says your son is the Antichrist and we're here to kill him. And she goes on the run with yeah. away from him. And it's like I said, it's a little different twist on the Omen because she's like, no, this can't be real. Spoiler alert. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Spoiler alert! Hey, listen, I got, I got, I got, nineteen seventy-seven spoils on my right, nineteen eighty-four out of my left ear over here. Uh, no, that sounds actually that sounds really good. I love the Omen. Fucking love oh, the Omen. Too. So good. It's all for you, Damien. <laughs> <laughs> Old Dick Donner, man. He's yeah. the man. Hey, that TV show was pretty good. The um, Omen. I didn't see that one. No, not the. I'm sorry. I'm not. Um, Dick Donner. <laughs> Which one? I was thinking of um, the Exorcist. The Exorcist. Yeah, the wrong one. I had the wrong. Oh, one. love the Exorcist. Oh. The Exorcist TV show. No. no, I didn't know they had one. Oh yeah, there's two seasons. The first season is the best. Yes. It's a newer one, newer show. It's newer. Gina Davis is in it. Huh. And uh, it, was, it was maybe like five, six years ago. They did two seasons of it. And it's, uh-huh. it's the first season was really uh, kind of a follow up to The Exorcist. And then the second season went in a different direction. But they were both pretty good seasons. And uh, I was surprised it got renewed for a second season, to be honest. And 
Uh, I was hoping they'd come back for a third, but they didn't. But it's actually really good. You should check it out. I think it might be on Hulu. The first season, hands down. It's yeah. I was like, I'm gonna check it out. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jeff's a huge, huge Exorcist head. Yeah, yeah. one of there my favorite movies. Too, yeah. TV show, right? But it failed. Like, yeah, it was like, a Roman TV show, but it didn't. It go was very bad. Well. It did not. Yeah, I could see that happening. Yeah, well, it was, yeah. It just yeah. It was Damien as an adult, and you know it. It did not. It did not go well. well <laughs> like he forgot he was like the son of like yeah, Satan yeah, yeah, or whatever. Yeah. So he's just like you know just yeah. do, doing normal stuff. <laughs> yeah, once you know he's the son of Satan, it's hard to watch him just go to the grocery store. You know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, they, you gotta make him like rich, where he has other people do it for him yeah. off screen. Because like I was in- hoping to be like Hook. You know what I mean? Like he's got he's a dad now with kids, and then like <laughs> a demon comes back. It's like remember your origins. He's like what you were once a powerful demon <laughs> still in you <laughs> he travels back to hell and yeah, i think we got our new script buddy. i think we do <laughs> hook meets hook meets um hook meets the omen, omen. yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's a little nikki cameo somewhere in there oh definitely yeah. <laughs> yeah, i, like it. I love the i love little nikki when it came out i haven't seen it since actually but i love i've seen it i was the age where you had to love that movie when it came out. I agree. Because I think I'm, I was like 13 or something. That movie's ridiculous. I just, it's so like hilariously stupid. It's a good, like, okay, we're just going to be like dumb it down. Like, just have a good time. <laughs> <laughs> we're just Dude, gonna... I unabashedly love, I, I love Adam Sandler. I'm just, I'm a, I love his movies. Likewise. All of them. I can, I like a bad Adam Sandler movie to me doesn't really exist because even the quote unquote bad ones, I, I just, I always have fun. Yeah. The only one I didn't think I had fun on was Click. I got to see it again, though. That was the only one that didn't click with me. Because <laughs> it's sad. It has some sad I, moments. I don't like the ad. I walk in down. What is it like? Punch Drunk Love? <laughs> yeah. It's a great movie, but it's just so damn sad. <laughs> yeah, I think I was expecting something different out of it. Yeah, I think sure. it was like way more dramatic than I was expecting. I was like, no, I want more goofy stuff. But yeah. yeah. He could pull it off. I mean, he's, you know. Oh, totally. Totally. But I, I do prefer, you know, there's just so much serious out there. I just want to laugh sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just saw Spanish English for my first time recently. And, you know, I, I really enjoyed that movie. Which I one? I think I liked that one. Uh, Spanglish. Oh, Spanglish. Oh, yeah, yeah I mean, that was nice. I think I've seen I that. liked it. Yeah, I, I won't say I loved it, but I liked it. It was, um, you know what? I did have some issues with it, though, but I'm not, I won't go get into those. <laughs> but yeah, now it's coming back to me. I'm all, <laughs> I actually had like a whole review on it after. I was like, you know what? I, I didn't like that it did this or that, you know, kind of thing. But you mean you don't want to do a uh, Spanglish breakdown on Jump Scare? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I feel like it's the perfect place, but we should just. <laughs> His best movie, uh, which made it into, you know, now it's one of those movies for me where I have to watch it for the season. It's Hubie Halloween. I mean, <laughs> but dude, I I haven't seen that one. I haven't what? seen it. I'm not a completist. I'm not. A, I'm not an. I, I've seen most of them, but that's one I haven't seen. Yeah, I I gotta I, see it. I agree with I agree with you though. I talk about it all the time. Like I love because I yeah Adam Sandler. I think you know. Not it's his movies hit and miss a little bit, but I love the having the option to just go. You know what? I need 
turn my freaking brain off. Yeah. And throwing out an Adam Sandler movie, it really is like just total comfort food. It, it is. It, it's it, and it's comfort food. And it's they're fun. They're usually funny. Yeah. Like even his kind of offshoot ones. Uh, like the happy, even the happy Madison. The happy, ones. Yeah, yeah. Well, like, ones, there was yeah. the the wrong Missy with David Spade. Dude, that that is a seriously funny movie. That's a yeah. seriously. Did you see that one? Yeah, yeah, yeah for one. sure. Totally hilarious. Yeah, really funny. That's a really like even funny his movie. offshoot one. You know yeah. those like his production. Company, or or like, uh, Grandma's Boy, dude. That's still yeah, yeah. my favorite. Oh movies. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I've I've seen this movie so many times. Oh, me too. It is it is so. I can't believe how funny that movie is when I watch it. I go, geez, Louise. I'm gonna check those. out uh, Hubie's Halloween though. I've actually heard yeah, from too. a few 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 sources that that's yeah. really good. So I'm gonna check I that. Enjoyed it. I thought it felt very classic, like '90s, like Halloween, like you know, love it film you know it didn't take it so so seriously it's a family movie so you know well that's what i love about the adam sandler movies is that he has somehow he just has retained that spirit of the 90s humor and never just never you know i I don't know i feel like uh so much of modern quote-unquote modern comedies i don't know it's it's I don't, uh, it's hard. I, I'm just so, it, what's hard for me is I'm so, so, so biased to my love of 70s, 80s, 90s comedies. Like I just, there's just, it's what I grew up on. It's just what I love. I still watch it yeah, over and over Yeah, to me, 90s were the glory years, even yeah. more than the 80s to me. I mean, yeah, for me. Get dumb because of the Jim Carrey arc, you know yeah, what I mean? I mean, 70s, you got. Mel, you got Mel Brooks. Yeah, you, you have got, Mel, yeah, yeah. You got all that eighties. Speaking a little out of turn. Yeah, eighties. Yeah, you you know got I mean. John Hughes. You got all kinds of great. You know, and then it's like, and you got all that. Those, yeah, you know, Eddie Murphy and yeah. and and Chevy Chase and all that. You know, I'm the, all. But in the nineties, you get Nutty Professor Eddie Murphy. Yeah, <laughs> well, <laughs> I love that movie. Yeah, as a kid, nineties, you get all the great Dumb and Dumber and, and Tommy Boy and Chris oh, Farley and all the. Gosh. You know, so. But what I love about Adam Sandler is he has just retained it through all these. Yeah. It's like, I don't know. I just feel like when I watch a modern comedy, I it's so hard. for I try I really do try hard not to be a jaded movie watcher. Uh, I just try not like I like bad movies. So I, I, I watch bad movies for fun. Well, so. Darren's lying right now. He tells me to get off his lawn. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just but, kidding. But uh but I get grumpy watching comedies. I, I modern yeah. comedy. I just it's like, ugh, what is this supposed to be funny? Like I just yeah. don't understand. But I, I love that Ad, Sandler and his you know, he just keeps that spirit going. You yeah, know, I, yeah. I do like that a lot. Well, and he can also do like kid movies, but then also do like raunchy yeah. like adult yeah, movies. Yeah. That, that's a cool that's a, a fun range it for is, an actor yeah. to have. Uh I love the Sonic movies. I know you haven't seen them yet, I, yeah, seen but them. I love the first and second. Just speaking of Jim Carrey and like what he's doing these days. Oh yeah, our, uh, uh, our daughter's actually a big fan of the Sonic movies. She loves those. Huge fan, dude. Jim Carrey. I feel like he's back to form in those movies. Like he is genuinely super freaking funny. I don't know. I mean, may, am I crazy? He no, plays he the character does, really great, well. He does a great job in those. Yeah, you know. Yeah, so yeah. All right, guys. We'll yeah, we'll wrap it up. Well, we better wrap it up because we've gone from. <laughs> I was gonna say. We, we've, <laughs> we lived a we've, gone, we've gone. We've officially gone from 
this is what you get with the Gear Brothers. We we went from they live to Spanglish to uh, <laughs> to uh, Hubie Halloween <laughs> to uh, 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 you know uh, Jim Carrey's performance to, to, to Sonic to Sonic, Sonic the Hedgehog. So we probably should call it. <laughs> but it was a classic Gear Brothers get together because we covered many genres. Like we did. Yeah. It all- <laughs> I know. I, we can't help it. We, I can't stay in one yeah, for too yeah, long. True, you know. True, true. <laughs> and I was thinking about it, guys. Instead of doing the Flat Earth movie, I think you should do the Hollow Earth movie. And I've got the perfect title Ooh. for it. Do the Hollow Earth, and you call it Hollow Pursuits. <laughs> Okay. Oh, okay. I like it. Okay. I was gonna say, like, dude, don't try to change me off of flat earth here, okay? <laughs> but now with the now that you got the title going, I, I I'm feeling right. it. All right. Well, we really appreciate you guys coming back by and Paulo be thy name. That's gonna be the name, dude. Paulo oh, be thy name. There you go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the sequel at least or something. <laughs> That's the sequel for sure. Well, the retaliation is out now on Amazon Prime and just about everywhere else, too. So be sure and check that out. And thanks again for stopping by. And we'll have to have you back on again sometime when your new project comes out. Heck, yeah. Thanks for having us, guys. You you guys rock. Thank you guys you. are awesome. Thank you so much. Well, guys, stay tuned to the horror. And now, folks, it's time to say goodnight. We sincerely appreciate your patronage and hope we've succeeded in bringing you an enjoyable evening of entertainment. Please drive home carefully and come back again soon. Good night.